You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hey guys, you're very welcome along to the OTI Week 4 review column. Our first review, official review show of the season. Yeah, they into the two shows. We mentioned last week we were hoping to go two shows, two shows for the rest of the season. So, first official recap show, let's call it. And later on in the week, we'll be doing a preview show for week five. So, week's going in thick and fast and a lot of fun discussing the games and a lot of fun watching the games this night. And I'm looking forward to breaking them down a little bit with you, DJ. How has the weekend treated you? Well, Colin, from a fantasy point of view, it's been actually quite a good weekend. In the end up, it looked quite bad for me at one stage, but... Thankfully, Frank Gore woke up for the first time this season and got quite a lot of points on the board. Yeah, DJ Gore picked up for you. I had a great weekend in fantasy football terms, but uh, in betting terms, a lot of people would know by Twitter and that that uh, I like to do a little bit of betting on the NFL each and every weekend. And let's just say this weekend was atrocious, but uh, I had the fantasy football to keep my spirits up a little bit. So hopefully next week it'll go better for the betting terms and 4-0 in a few leagues in the fantasy football. So can't really complain there, being that I am dominating against everybody that I play. <laughs> Long may it continue. Week four column certainly wasn't a letdown in terms of some very surprising results. It's been happening for the first three weeks and week four wasn't any different. Yeah, DJ, any given Sunday, we always talk about it, and, uh, you know, there was a film made about it. Some people like the film, some people don't like the film, but the saying is known to everybody who likes the game of American football any given Sunday, anything can happen on the gridiron. But just before we get into those week four previews, DJ, the guys at Last Word on Sport is always helping us spread the word. We're up there on their Last Word on Sport radio network. We're up on their site each and every show that we do, and they're helping promote us. So go over there, check out their site. They'll be covered for all sports, lastwordonsport.com. And if you're not already, uh, I would highly advise it. Check out their Twitter handle. It is Last Word on Sports. Another Twitter handle, if you're not already following DJ, that uh, everyone should be following and uh, telling their friends, their family, and everyone else who wants to know about American football. Even if they don't like American football, just up the followers of Overtime Ireland. That is at Overtime Ireland. And the website, of course, OvertimeIreland.com. Do please check it out. Lots of stuff going up there. DJ, all our rubbish is talked about, covered now, and we've uh, covered our plugs and so on and so forth. So, Later on in the show, we'll also be giving away our prizes that were for this weekend, our competition with New Ola jerseys, of course. And we were giving away an OTI t-shirt for the closest to the crack score in the second Sky Sports NFL game last night, which was the Eagles taking on the San Francisco 49ers at Levi Stadium. So they're coming up towards the end of the podcast, so stay tuned to see if you've won anything if you entered those competitions. But right now, let's get into the Week 4 Recap. Let's recap this weekend's NFL action. It's the OTI Weekend Roundup. I'm going to start off the roundup of the Week 4 games with what I would consider a surprising result, and that was the Dallas Cowboys winning 38-17 against... Yeah, did you thought the Saints might have had a good chance of getting a win in this game. Yeah, DJ, the Saints, uh, I thought, had a bit of a chance, you know, to win this game. And uh, I actually, you know, I got a, quite a bit of stick on Twitter coming into the at Overtime Ireland Twitter handle after from, you know, the, the UK Cowboys fans won the uh, fan free agency we ran at the start of the, the summer. And um, they were keen to let us know that when they were listening to last week's podcast, when I was talking to Aaron Coscalari of NFL AM, we both talked about how we thought the Saints would dominate this game and couldn't see anything other than a Saints win. So... 
I, I was quickly silenced there by uh, those Cowboys fans who were quick to get on to at Overtime Ireland and send, send in their thoughts about uh, how wrong I was. But, you know, um, I thought this was one that the Saints would dominate and they just I couldn't believe uh, how well the Cowboys played. I know Romo has struggled a little bit to start the season. He's coming back off that second back surgery. But you have to say uh, he looked very good, DJ, in this here Sunday night football matchup against the Saints. And DeMarco Murray started the season fantastic leading the league in rushing at the moment and looks like he's going to be, if he keeps going the way he is, going to be the best running back in the league this year and by quite some distance, uh, looks fantastic. Des Bryant uh, didn't do much until very late on where he caught that late touchdown, but Terrence Williams stepped up, uh, had a great game for for them, two touchdowns for him. So lots of good stuff coming out of this game for the Cowboys and of course the, the defence was going good too, obviously. Morris Claiborne was in the news a lot last week for um, you know walking out of the walking out of the facility and some of the issues he was having and you know he was possibly going to be dropped and so on. But it looks now like he's going to miss an extended period of time. Uh, picked up an injury in this game, hurt his knee. So waiting for the full results off those scans and all to come back to see how long it'll be. But at least a few weeks out, if not longer, for Morris Claiborne. But good uh, good performance here by by the Cowboys and you know on prime time television stepped up and. The home stadium there, Jerry Jones, I'm sure was delighted with this results, and I'm sure all the the UK Cowboys fans and a lot of the a lot of the Twitter followers and all the Cowboys fans worldwide would have been uh, delighted with this one. And I know with the the Wembley game being on this week, DJ, and a lot of people going to Wembley for the next two games as well, um, it'll have it fresh in the in the Cowboy fans' mind that they'll be playing in Wembley in uh, in just two months' time, and they'll be really looking forward to to that action and getting to see the team, which a lot of people were saying would have the worst defense in the league at this stage. Uh, Seems to be seems to be picking up a little bit for them, and maybe a little bit more positive than people were about them before the start of the season. It's been a really terrible start to the NFL season for the New Orleans Saints. Column one and three now, three losses on the road. I don't think anybody really had predicted this before the season started. Well, the one thing, DJ, that people would maybe predict was they're going to struggle on the road. They always have their issues on the road, although towards the end of last season in the playoffs when they bet the Eagles, looked like maybe they were turning the corner a little bit on that uh, that forefront. But they're always good uh, at home, and they're always usually good indoors. And uh, Breeze put up 340 yards in this game, so he was still putting the ball through the air quite well, moving the ball quite well, but wasn't converting it into points. And New Orleans Saints obviously finishing up with those 17 points. So, you know, there was a, a little bit... Uh, you can take out of it for the sense of removing the ball but on the on the long term thing you have to look three losses away you know you can't always play at home and you know you're talking about a favorable matchup for them playing indoors as well so you know i have to say it's worrying for the new orleans saints and you know starting one and three is not good and that division is going to be tough for them and uh, the way it's looking at the moment i can't see a wild card coming out of that division i can just see whoever wins that division getting through so a long long uh, season and in in prospect for the new orleans saints and you know we'll be talking later in the show dj also the falcons lost so you know you have them they lost and the the bucks won for a change we'll be talking about that as well and then you had the Carolina Panthers also losing, so it's going to be a tough division. The teams are going to take points off each other and wins and losses off each other every week. So I can only see one team getting out of that division. And the sense of a long road now to to getting back, get to five hundred, and then move forward. But there were DJ, there were my team at the start of the season to to win the the Super Bowl. So nobody's more surprised than I am. Colin, we talked last week about Deshaun Jackson going back to face the Philadelphia Eagles. This week it was the turn of Steve Smith to go back and face his old Carolina Panthers teammates and he had quite a successful day to say the least seven receptions 139 yards and two touchdowns 
Yeah, DJ. Don't forget to call him Steve Smith Senior. Of course, some people might know why he's wearing the Senior uh, on the back of his jersey, and that's that he had a son in the off season, and uh, so he has a three month old son, I think it is, and you know he's going by the name Steve Smith Junior. So we have Steve Smith Senior as well. So a little bit of, a bit of change there in the back of the jersey, but um, he'll have been delighted to go back and really put one on the Carolina Panthers. He said when he got moved that he circled this one in the book. He wanted to get out on the field and you know make them pay kind of for letting him go and. He was talking about needing to wear goggles because there was going to be blood and guts everywhere. And we've seen D'Angelo Williams during the week wearing goggles, you know, you know, having a little bit of fun between the two of them. But, you know, the fun was all over when it got on the pitch. And Steve Smith put up a huge game, did you? You mentioned 139 yards, Flacco looking good again. You know, and uh, obviously they're not missing Ray Rice too much at the minute. But worrying signs again for Carolina. Uh, we had Cam Newton, you know, looking a little bit shook up in a few plays, taking a, bit, a few big hits. And Sheldon Richardson's looking good for Carolina, but... You know, the running game isn't going too well and Cam Newton's just uh, physically not at 100%. Let's say um, he's still throwing the ball quite well, but he's not able to move around outside of the pocket as much as we'd usually like. I've seen a few runs where, you know, he just went out of bounds rather than trying to get those extra yards. And it was more down to the fact that he's already pretty beat up, I think. So worrying signs again for the Panthers. No Greg Hardy as well because of his off-the-field issues. But they're uh, they're going to need to turn things around started the season very well but the team dj who is impressing me over the last few weeks a uh, few nice wins in a row and that is the baltimore ravens and joe flacco doing what he done kind of two years ago when they led them to the super bowl so plenty of improvements there uh, for baltimore and um, looking forward to seeing what they're going to do in the next few weeks Calm the minnesota vikings got 41 point on the board in week four against the atlanta falcons 13 point victory for them in the game and a lot of people wondered how the Vikings would get on with their rushing without Adrian Peterson. Mm. Matt Asiata stepped up to the mark, getting three touchdowns in the game. Yeah, DJ, you know, they actually set a or tied a franchise record for four rushing touchdowns in this game as well. The other one going to Teddy Bridgewater, who you didn't mention there, was starting his first game at quarterback. Game ended prematurely for him with an ankle injury, but uh, that was in the fourth quarter after he had most of his job done. And, you know, I had uh, money on the Falcons to win this game, and I also have Matt Ryan as my fantasy quarterback in a lot of leagues. So he threw a few picks, but uh, before that he had played quite well. But, you know, I was uh, I was impressed with the Vikings. I know that their defense has been underrated by a lot of people this season, and, you know, that was a thing I was worried about going into this match back in the Falcons. But um, I have to say they look quite good in this. The rushing attack looked good. Jared McKinnon looked good as well for them. You know, he had a quite a quite a good game, and overall, the the Falcons' defense maybe is quite uh, quite the reason for this. I'm not sure how much was their rushing and much was the Falcons' rushing defense. You know, they just they just didn't look good, and it looked far too easy for the Vikings running the ball. But Teddy Bridgewater win in his first start, so positive for them, and overall uh, a good game for the Vikings and um, the Falcons. Like the Saints, DJ struggling on the road again. They also DJ at one stage in this game. You know, were shuffling around their offensive line. They had a tight end and playing at guard and so on. They just had a lot of injuries and they've had a lot of injuries in the offensive line this season. So very, very big problems there. You'll probably see them having a few guys work out this week and you'll probably see them sign a few guys that aren't playing at the moment to to uh, cover the, the depth on that offensive line because it's a real uh, area of need for them at the moment. San Francisco 49ers, Colin, got a win in week four, 26-21 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, DJ, 49ers, a uh, big defensive stand at the end of this one to hold on. And very surprised that the Eagles, although they had struggled to run the ball throughout the game, uh, LaShawn McCoy picked up quite a few yards, I think it was six yards on his first rush when they got into the red zone, you know, in the, the goal-to-go situation. 
and uh, they threw it twice, so I was very surprised at that. I thought they would have given him a, a go there to try and run it in after getting those yards at the start. They had struggled all game to run it, but they, they were running it there just towards the end quite effectively. They had no real drive at all in this game. It was all defensive or special teams touchdowns for the Eagles up until that point. And uh, I thought they were going to get it right there at the end. This was another game that I had uh, money on. I backed the Eagles to win the game. So very, very disappointing for me that they didn't get over the line. But the, the 49ers will use this as a building block. It was a game that they had to win. They already lost to the Bears at home in that first game at Levi's Stadium. Second game in the stadium. And they picked up the win with the big defensive stop at the end. And there was lots of issues for both teams with clock management decision making by managers accepting penalties or declining them. It was really putting both teams in a bit of a situation. And uh, you mentioned there DJ Frank Gore, 119 yards. He also had... Uh, his longest rushing or his longest receiving touchdown sorry off his career I think was 52 yards and Kaepernick with 218 yards uh, throwing so not much through the air by the the 49ers overall but um, not much offense really by either team in this game which was something that I wasn't expecting I thought both teams would go up and down the field putting up points kind of but uh, wasn't to be but big win here for the 49ers first loss of the season for the Eagles and I mentioned on Twitter, DJ, sometimes uh, Nick Foles, you know, it seems to be all big plays or nothing at all and um, didn't get any of the big plays to really connect until that last drive that I mentioned where they put up some yards but didn't get into the end zone in the end. But, you know, um, lots of things to worry about there just at the moment for the the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, they're playing that up-tempo offense and you need to have the the linemen in tip-top shape and they're having a lot of injuries there in the offensive line, a bit like the Atlanta Falcons few more injuries this week and uh, just get, find it hard to get those holes for LeSean McCoy to run the ball and then they're obviously getting a lot of big hits on Nick Foles. I mentioned his decision making at times but it's going to be tough for him making those decisions when he's you know, getting battered about the place and uh, got up very, very slowly from a couple of hits yesterday. So just uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, no more than uh, my Green Bay Packers uh, who often have issues with offensive line play and protecting the quarterback. I think uh, it's something that the Eagles will be looking to, to fix is that uh, offensive line, try and improve it and keep Nick Foles upright and keep trying to get some holes opened up for LeSean McCoy, who so far in the season hasn't really uh, done what people would have expected him to do at this point. DJ's phone going off there, so uh, uh, any fines, DJ, payable straight to my bank account. Thank you very much. Yeah, Colm, I think as you've said so far, your bank account really took a hit this week <laughs> with some of the results. Yeah. I'm sure this next game's probably one you didn't bet on because I think everybody knew the result in this game and there was no surprise. That's the San Diego Chargers getting the win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. and San Diego Super Chargers. I'm sure Stevie Highland's listening. Stevie, I'm sure you know that Jacksonville are well on the way to having the number one overall pick in the 2015 draft. I think they may as well actually start thinking about that number one pick at this stage. <laughs> it is a tough for them at the moment. The defence is looking particularly poor. Uh, Bartles had a, a few interceptions and mostly when he was trying to catch up, you know, at the end they were trying to, they had to go for the, the throwing situation. Passing wasn't up, uh, wasn't a possibility really, you know, needed running, sorry, wasn't a possibility they needed to throw it. So Philip Rivers, another uh, great game here from him, playing fantastic stuff. And worrying signs for the, the Jaguars is that in the last three weeks, the quarterbacks that have faced him, including Philip Rivers this week, Andrew Luck last week, and Kurt Cousins the week before, have all posted extremely high numbers, extremely high passer ratings. And uh, uh, I think it's also it's obviously down to the, the play of the quarterback, but it's also down to you know the, the defense and the, the schemes that they're drilling up down there. So you mentioned Stevie Howland too, DJ. We also got another victory in fantasy football this weekend we we're playing stevie in that oti dynasty league so moving on to 4-0 in that one too dj for us so a positive step there as well but uh, the the jacksonville jaguars dj 
looking like a long tough season but a season that's looking like quite a good season for them going forward will be the the San Diego Chargers I went to that game two weeks ago when they faced the Seattle Seahawks and uh, they impressed me in that game and you know the atmosphere in that stadium impressed me and they were at home again so I'm sure there was a a great atmosphere for this game as well I catch uh, I was watching some of it on uh, game pass as well and it seemed to be very very positive atmosphere and the, the 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 players are kind of feeding off that the players are doing a good job and the defense again quite good for the Chargers so positive signs for them there and at the moment DJ you know has to look like it's between them and Denver for for that division come Pittsburgh Steelers surprise loss in week four going down 27 24 to Pat Murray and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah DJ the, the Buccaneers struggled in the first half in this game quite a bit uh, even though the, sorry they struggled to put up uh, you know move the ball but they, they did put up points obviously with turnovers from the Pittsburgh Steelers but they had 64 total yards in that first half and then Mike Glennon passed for 245 yards in the second half so you know uh, Glennon there I've said long long time DJ and uh, we have him as that dynasty backup quarterback in one of our leagues third choice but he uh, is a player that last season I was impressed with although he did make mistakes from time to time and a lot of work needs to be done he was a rookie last year but he didn't get the chance to start this year after they took in Josh McCowan from the Chicago Bears but I have to say um, another game DJ that he started and he looked to move the ball a lot better than McCowan did in his, his games that he was playing so I think uh, positive signs for them Doug Martin getting into the end zone as well which hadn't been seen this season so things things moving there but I have to say Antonio Brown DJ uh, and his relationship with Ben Roethlisberger is quite outstanding I know they came out in the loss but I'm sure Ben Roethlisberger is scratching his head today wondering how and him and Antonio Brown a real special connection between the wide receiver and the quarterback and two of them playing fantastic stuff I have to say Antonio Brown has to be right up there in the I would even be putting up DJ in the top five and possibly on this season's performance alone pushing him up into that top three of the wide receiver position in the league he's, he's truly been fantastic this year Heath Miller with a big game here tight end for them as well and Le'Veon Bell didn't get as much of the ball I'm sure as he would have liked but uh a big one here, DJ, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's talk about the winning team for a moment, and let's talk about Pat Murray putting over quite a few kicks in this game, and he boomed one from over 50 yards as well in the first half. So great to see Pat there, uh, who was on the show with us in the summer, his family hailing from Monaghan in Ireland. So uh, great to see him doing well down there, and uh, great to see him getting his first win in the National Football League as part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, Colin, great to see Pat doing well. You also mentioned there, Fantasy quarterbacks, and that moves on to our next game. The Detroit Lions, 24-17 win over the New York Jets. Colin, could you remind me who you put in as the one of the OTI quarterbacks in week four? I can safely say it was the wrong quarterback playing in New York. Yeah, DJ, um, I think I'm going to have to hold my hands up and take full responsibility for this one now. I did ask you on Friday's podcast about it, and it was one that I thought would be uh, would go quite well, but it definitely didn't go well. And, uh, maybe Gino won't be starting for a while for us in fantasy football, but due to bye weeks, had to slot him in there. But uh, Gino Smith, not with a great performance here, and I've said he's been a lot better this season than he had been in the past, but you know there has to be worrying signs there too. He's thrown a pick in each game this season, and it's something that he consistently seems to do, is throw interceptions, and a lot of them have gone for pick sixes, none in this game, but you know, uh, Geno Smith with Michael Vick in the background, the crowd were chanting for Michael Vick during this game, so hard to know, DJ, what happens um, going forward, and 
I think they should give uh, Geno Smith time. I've seen uh, enough from him this season of an improvement that I, I think he deserves a chance. And that Detroit Lions defense, look what it done to Aaron Rodgers last year, and look what Aaron Rodgers done, or sorry, last week, look what Aaron Rodgers done this week against the Bears. So, you know, it could be down to that defense too. It's hard to move the ball on the Detroit uh, defense, looking very good this season so far. So, let's uh, see what happens next week in regards to Geno Smith and the New York Jets. Golden Tate, a big game here, DJ, for the Detroit Lions. And also a very quiet game for Calvin Johnson, who is clearly not 100% fit. I would say he's less than 70% fit with that ankle injury. But Eric Ebron got in the end zone in this game, DJ. Big uh, big moment for him catching that touchdown. And then I mentioned Golden Tate with a big game. So they moved the ball around, spread it around, other than Calvin Johnson, who was kind of more doing a, a decoy run job for, for the majority of that first half and didn't play too much of the game. So, you know, the Lions fans will want to see Calvin back to 100% fitness. But... Uh, Definitely since Golden Tate came down from the Seattle Seahawks, he's starting to look like a, a key piece to that offense, and Ebron, the rookie as well, having a having a good day for them. Yeah, and Colm, after the game, Rex Ryan announced that Geno Smith will remain his starter for the New York Jets. But I'm just wondering, you know, would Geno maybe benefit from sitting out a couple of games and watching Michael Vick play and getting that kind of experience? I know Geno Smith probably doesn't want to be bench now that he is a starting quarterback but could it benefit him in the long run very hard to know DJ this is one that was talked about in the summer as well you know in the preseason who should start and who would it benefit the most I think to win now you're probably better off with Michael Vick but we know with Vick as well there will be turnovers at some point and we also know that injuries are likely to crop up as well but I think the Jets want to go with Geno Smith he is you know who they're hoping to be their quarterback of the future and uh, you know I think if they benched him it would, re- it would hurt his confidence but I think uh, there's a big game coming up for him here against the Chargers. They're playing the Chargers now next week, and it's I believe it's in San Diego. So it's going to be a tough game for him. I mentioned the atmosphere in, in that stadium, and I mentioned their defense is playing well too, feeding off the intensity of the crowd. So it's going to be a tough one for Geno Smith, and I think if he plays bad there, DJ, it could be, it could be a time for Michael Vick for the New York Jets. But wait and see, and I'm sure Rex, the one thing Rex Ryan's good at, same as Jim Harbaugh, no matter how bad their quarterback plays, they show public support for them anyway, whatever's going on behind the scenes. So we've seen with Miami, they didn't show too much public support, but it didn't really matter in the end up this week for them. But uh, it's always good to see the head coach at least publicly supporting the quarterback. Yeah, Colin, you mentioned Miami there, and that's a game I think we both predicted incorrectly last week. <laughs> yeah, and this I is thought, another game. I thought the Raiders. This is another game that I uh, lost lost out on. Well, on the column, I wouldn't be putting money on the Dolphins anyway, but I thought the Raiders certainly would be a lot closer in this game than losing by 24 points. But even though the Dolphins got the win in this game, column, the New England Patriots are still top off the AFC East, just in case anybody didn't know that. But a very good game in Wembley for Ryan Tannehill. Actually one of the best games he's had in his three-year career, completing 14 consecutive passes. At one point in the game, and maybe Ryan Tannehill's hoping that the Miami Dolphins are that team that moved to Wembley. <laughs> yeah, big game for him, DJ in London, and I just thought the Oakland Raiders, with all that had been going on with the Miami Dolphins, with the situation with Ryan Tannehill, at quarterback, I thought it would be a situation where the Oakland Raiders could thrive, but obviously not. Uh, they went down, went 7-0 up with a touchdown, and you know, uh, turned out then after that to be the Miami Dolphins show. Ryan Tannehill, you mentioned 14 in a row, one of his best games as quarterback in the NFL. So big, big turnaround for him after the last two performances for him. Lamar Miller, another good game for him. And I uh, have to say, the Oakland Raiders really stunk the joint out. And uh, anyone that was at the game, I'm sure, uh, 
Seen this one was uh, over from a long, long way out, and then Derek Carr got injured for the Oakland Raiders, hurt his knee and his ankles. They have a bye week this week, so we'll see how long he's out of his back after the bye week. But McLean came in then, a quarterback. We've seen a botched snap between him and the center. Seen it return for a touchdown for the Miami Dolphins, and it kind of became a, a comedy of errors here for the Oakland Raiders. But a big, big win for the Miami Dolphins, who DJ you mentioned that division, puts them at 2-2, two and two, and we're recording this before Monday Night Football, DJ. So you mentioned the Patriots being top of that division. Are we giving any score predictions for tonight's game, since uh, the confidence is obviously bubbling through your system there? I'm going to go with a 21-14 victory for the Patriots, so... Hopefully, I'll be proved right when the podcast comes out. Yeah, you'll be listening to this podcast probably Tuesday or Wednesday, and we're recording this on Monday, so DJ's predicting that result. Uh, I think the Patriots will win it narrowly, but I'm just going to go for a field goal win for the Patriots. The atmosphere can be very, very loud down there. It can be tough, and Tom Brady and the offense have struggled uh, passing the ball this year, but I think we'll see uh, Bill Belichick dial something up, and I think we'll see them getting the win, but... Going to give it a very, very close one in a, in a, a low-scoring game too. Let's say 17-14 for, for the Patriots from me. A few other games, DJ, to wrap her up around the NFL here for the end of the show. So let's uh, move on forward. Yeah, Colin, J.J. Watt with a 23. J.J. Watt. He had a 23-17 victory against the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> of course, the rest of the Houston Texans did also turn up. but The Houston J.J. Watts? <laughs> yeah, J.J. Watt just proven what a ridiculous defensive player he is and I'm going to tip him very early on the year to be the defensive player of the year yeah DJ and maybe even defensive player of the year uh, they don't often get the MVP but uh, let's just say that if JJ Watt keeps this up uh, he could be the MVP of the league got a touchdown as a tight end last week was it or the week before and then this week interception return for a touchdown 80 yards and I think he had 14 quarterback pressures or hits in this game, which most teams struggle to do that in a week, DJ. He really put the pressure on EJ Manuel and JJ Watt. Uh, just talking about him, I'm lost for words. He's just one of the best defensive players I've ever witnessed play in the game anyway, and he's absolutely terrific and a big, big game for him here. And remember, they'd still have Javion Clowney to come back, so big, big win here for the Texans at home. The Ryan Fitzpatrick had a few turnovers in this game. Andre Johnson had a fumble that was inter- or recovered by the Buffalo Bills as well, but you're going to get that, I think, from Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, most weeks. And uh, overall, just the defense helped push them through, as you mentioned, DJ. The, the Houston JJ Watts getting the win here. Arian Foster also, uh, you know, he looked good the last few weeks, looked kind of rejuvenated, then missed last week's game with uh, that late withdrawal from the game. And then this week, he didn't look too good against Jim Schwartz's uh, Buffalo Bills defense. But the defense uh, for the Bills has been very productive this year and haven't give, allowed a lot of uh, either rushing yards or passing yards. So. Arian Foster's fantasy owners probably don't worry too much about this one and uh, look for him to bounce back again in the, in the coming weeks. Two games left, Colin, to go through the Indianapolis Colts with a 41-17 victory over the Tennessee Titans. Four touchdowns thrown by Andrew Luck in this game. Yeah, DJ tied his record last week for four passing touchdowns. And then this week went and done it again. So eight touchdowns in the last two weeks. I think he's 13 on the season. Terrific stuff from Andrew Luck in uh, number one overall draft pick a few years ago. I'm sure everyone knows the story. 
didn't get uh, much pressure on him in this game either wasn't sacked Trent Richardson even rumbling in for a touchdown so lots of stuff going on good here for the, the Colts in this big divisional match former OTI podcast guest and friend of the program Delaney Walker also getting in the end zone here so he's having a good season for the Titans but he's kind of one of the only bright spots for them in this season so far the other positive for them was Bishop Sankey who got in the end zone and you know he hasn't done that this season I don't think for them so it was a a positive step forward for the rookie and he he looks to be their best running back at the moment Charlie Whitehurst obviously started here for the Titans and that kind of put them under a bit of pressure and they're hoping to have uh, Jake Locker back as soon as possible but Nobody really expected the Titans to put the, the Colts under too much pressure here and that there's a way it finished up with a, a big, big win here for the Colts with the, the wide, wide margin win. And uh, obviously, Reggie Wayne had that injury last year, hurt his knee, missed the end of the season and came back this year and uh, he caught a touchdown this year as well, so, or in this game, sorry. So big, uh, big moment for him coming back off that injury. And Colin game, you may have actually won money on this week. The Green Bay Packers 38-17 win against the Chicago Bears. Aaron Rodgers really was on fire. 22 of 28 passes completed. Cool. 302 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, DJ, I um, have to say, I enjoyed this one. Uh, had money on it too, so one of the only wins I had this week, but really, really enjoyed watching this. I'm sure the Bears fans didn't, but the one thing Aaron Rodgers told all Packers fans last week was R E L A X. Relax. That's my Aaron Rodgers impersonation for anyone that didn't know, but uh, he said that there on his radio show last week, and I guess uh, we all relaxed going into that Bears game, and I'm sure Aaron Rodgers was quite relaxed as well, as he really dialed it up, and a terrific performance for him here. Big game for Randall Cobb, and also a nice game from Jordy Nelson, so moving the ball around between their two-star wide receivers, and Cobb, you know, people were talking about maybe he hasn't been doing as well as he should and he didn't play too well against the Lions but then again no none of the Packers did and Eddie Lacy getting in the t- end zone as well for a touchdown so nice things there from the Packers offense the defense picking off Jay Cutler uh, a couple of interceptions there from Jay and uh, Branton Marshall got a touchdown but you know they they seem to be struggling there at the moment a little bit um, they're up and down a lot of weeks and they're going to keep getting wins because they have so much firepower in offense but uh, the secondary and that seems to be struggling a bit seems to be easy enough to pass the ball on them so we'll see we'll see what happens going forward for the Bears but a, a big win in division here for the Packers to get them back to 2-2 two and two. it was a must, a must win for them and uh, got the Vikings coming up now so another divisional match for the Packers but Aaron Rodgers with a with a great game and then Jay Cutler sometimes as you'd expect with a kind of Jekyll and Hyde performance and even early in the game DJ I have the, the Packers defence in one of those fantasy football leagues and I was sitting watching with the guy I was playing against now and at some stage Jay Cutler is going to throw an interception you're always expecting with Jay and uh, you know he done it again but uh, a, a big one here for the Packers I'm not, I know I could go on and uh, lay into the Bears a little bit DJ like you like to lay into the Jets and uh, the Dolphins and the Bills but uh, I'll just uh, I'll be gracious in my uh, victory and just say go Pack go the road to the Super Bowl starts here and that wraps up our review of the week four games of course we ran a competition in association with New Orleans jerseys over the weekend competition time with OTI yeah, did you run a competition with New Orleans jerseys over the weekend? And uh, it's always great to have competitions here for the listeners and the followers of Overtime Ireland to thank them for their support. And it's always great to try and promote other companies that are, you know, working in American football kind of projects, businesses, and so on and so forth. We've had a few over the last week, whether it be for PlayStation games, Xbox games jerseys now and we give away a football a few weeks back so lots of stuff going on lots of prizes coming up and uh, we'll hope to continue that in the coming weeks but first competition up was with Nuola jerseys please do check them out on twitter it's at Nuola, which is n-u-o-l-a underscore jerseys and their website is the exact same nuola.co.uk 
they are based in England and they provide all sorts of kits for different sports teams so be sure and check them out fantastic company really good to work with and uh, they provided a customized overtime Ireland jersey for the winner of the competition and the winner of this competition was Ivan Rockenbach hopefully Ivan I have not butchered your name there I believe I said it hopefully correctly Ivan Rockenbach from London the jersey will be on its way to you and we'll be in touch ASAP to get that organized between ourselves and Nuola jerseys thanks once again to Nuola jerseys for running the competition with us a fantastic group and as I mentioned check out their website nuola.co.uk contact them for uh, any any questions you have regarding their great products the other competition DJ was for the Overtime Ireland t-shirt and the winner of it was because of the score prediction in that there 49ers and Eagles game. He predicted the 49ers to win 27-21. to The score was 26-21, so one point out, so uh, a worthy winner here this week. And it was NFL UK Fantasy Footy is the Twitter handle. I'm not quite sure, no first name, no last name, no nothing, but uh, NFL UK Fantasy Footy. You won this week's Overtime Ireland competition for the OTA jersey and you can find them on Twitter. It's NFLUK underscore Fantasy FB. Check them out. They may be giving out some free fantasy football advice talking some fantasy football. So check them out. Congratulations to one in the t-shirt and we'll be in contact with you as well. As always, thanks for downloading the show. Thanks for listening. Keep spreading the word of Overtime Ireland. Please do rate and subscribe us on iTunes or Stitcher. Download on multiple devices and keep spreading the word. Thank you once again, as I mentioned a minute ago, and I usually do repeatedly for listening to the show and downloading. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. It's at Overtime Ireland. The website is OvertimeIreland.com. And DJ, I guess I have everything covered and I have no breath left to say anything else for the rest of the show. So until this Friday, when we'll be back with another show, we'll be previewing this weekend's action. That's NFL Week 5. Do have a good week and do come back and listen to us then. Do make sure you're subscribed. And until then, I'm Colin. And I'm DJ. Make sure to have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.